Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, another thing when you're going for your Carvery slash roast experience that always tickles me is when you... When you're queuing up and you've been through the whole thing and the pint glass of water is there and the sun is shining and you're starving and you're in bits and you're sad and your life's falling apart, you know, in a few minutes I'm going to eat this roast potato and I'm going to be fine. But when you go down to sit down, you're either paying or there's someone on, like wait staff on the floor and they go to, they look at you in the eye they go, enjoy that. Oh. Just lovely. There's it's nothing just, like it. it Hello universe and galaxies beyond. Welcome to Emer and Esther Sunday Roast with Emer and Esther. I'm Esther Omar Donoghue. Emer McLeisett, my co-host and friend, is I'm guessing in her own home. I don't know where she is right now. But I'm doing this intro because je pars this week on Core. And we have a special episode that we recorded last weekend at the Beyond the Pale Festival. Which, if you haven't been, is gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's just, it was just a beautiful, perfect size. It was just so lovely. So we were so delighted to be asked. We didn't know what we were doing, but we figured it out. We learned on the job and we gave a talk all about carveries and roasts um, to an absolutely jam-packed. People were like 10 deep. Oh, so many people. It was just incredible to see that many. Emer and I were carried from the stage. Um, people jogged with us on their shoulders around the forest there and we're just like wow you're incredible um but obviously if you weren't there you wouldn't have seen that but just take our word for it we are telling the truth absolutely so anyway this is a special episode let's say if we do it again maybe i need to work on my mic technique there was a stage over yonder i was trying to compete with that so i couldn't hear myself so maybe a smidge bellowy but um look we live we learn we keep carverying. So we hope you enjoyed the special episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. We had a great time. Thank you, Beyond the Pale. Thank you, Ali Dunworth. And thank you, our favourite roast potato. Yes, you, right there. Peace and love. Bye. I'm Emer. I'm Esther. And we are the hosts of Emer and Esther's Esther's Sunday Roast. roast with Emer and Esther. <laughs> Today is Saturday, obviously, so we appreciate you being here, even though we traditionally eat a roast on a Sunday. We uh, have a podcast about... reason we're wearing detective... Um, badges is because we consider ourselves roast detectives. You've heard of the pigeon detectives? If you've We're listened, the roast if you've listened to the Nicola Tallon Crime World podcast, we are the Nicola Tallons of carveries and roast experiences um, around the island of Ireland. So far, we've done 18 episodes over two seasons, and we've been to most of the carveries in Dublin City and County, and we've even gone to Mayo. You're probably wondering how did the carvery or how did the podcast come about? Why carveries? Why roasts? Like many things, it was born in lockdown. Yeah, it was born the pandemic. Um, so we went on our misery walks every day and we trot around the same old spaces and we we're like, I can't wait till the Patriots Inn is open till we can have a carvery. And like, that was our dream. Like, we'd reduced our lives so much and we were like, so we kind of, we walked around and walked around and we was like, when that's open, we can go in there. When that's open, we can go in there. And then of course, we took the stupid idea to the nth degree. We're like, we'll start a podcast about roasts. And that's what we've done. And we found <laughs> that people actually are very passionate about their, their carvery plates and it, Every plate is like a snowflake. They're very specific about what they want. Traditionally, the podcast works is we go to a pub or a restaurant, we eat the roast, we come back home and we talk about it on the podcast and rate it and talk about the roast potatoes, etc., etc. That doesn't really work here because 
I don't think anyone is serving a roast. So we're just here to talk about what we've learned, what we want to share with you, the roast consumer, and where the best carveries are in Dublin City, County, and Mayo. <laughs> yeah. And what we've learned is that a carvery and roast experience is not confined to a pub or a restaurant, these traditional places. You can have a carvery off a motorway now. We've had two petrol station carveries. One yeah. was in just outside Kells in County Mead, the Parkery. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Parkery. Yes, somebody is nodding. Yeah. And um, we've also been to the Carboil just outside Westport in County Mayo. Yes, we have some Carboil fans. <laughs> yeah, you can get your car washed, you can get a carvery. There's a bottle bank there, it's a full day out. I mean, it has to be one of the most miserable carveries. Like, I mean, they were so nice. But like, we sat at the back of this petrol station on two picnic benches eating, it was like a nappy full of It mash. was like a very heavy nappy full of turkey and roast potatoes. And carapatons. I've never seen so many carapatons. Yeah, and there was, you know those giant outdoor laundromats that they have sometimes at like supermarkets? There was one of those going, screwing out the duvets. <laughs> she was eating her turkey. We were having yeah, a great time. I had experience, but then we got to go to the Lodge at Ashford Castle. That was our freebie. That was our only free roast ever was the Lodge at Ashford Castle. Tell them about the gravy, Esther. They spent three days making their gravy, and it was, and you could tell, it was, it was stunning, wasn't it? Was it was stunning gravy. The, the chef at the lodge at Ashford Castle, he, looked, he, he was kind of weary. He was a haunted-looking man. <laughs> he was a man that I feel like, he, the first thing he said was, the gravy take three days to make, and he said, I'd prefer if the lads threw out the meat. The gravy is worth more than the meat, yeah. the nice beef that they served. And he had the haunted look of a man who the lads had thrown out the gravy stock more than once. Yeah. But anyway, we've eaten so many carveries and roasts, off motorways, in sandwiches, everywhere. And in our detective work, we have found some things that work and that yeah. we'd like to see more of. And we want to help you in your carvery experience as you go forward in your lives. Yeah, so we, we, we've made a list of we've, what we find works yeah. with a carvery. And then obviously we have our favorite, car my clipboard. Which Emer made this morning from an Amazon box. <laughs> Thank you, Sustainable Queen. Thank you. One of our main... Um, findings has been about roast potatoes. They're often the most <laughs> important part of a carvery. We're not wasting our lives. What's the most important thing about a roast potato, Esther? It's hard to replicate a home roast potato in a restaurant environment. Yeah, yeah. they're either not cooked through, they're not crispy enough. They're mass, not mass produced roast potatoes are rarely good. They're hard to replicate. So what we want when you're, you know, if you go to a premium carvery experience, you want the potatoes cut on the bio. Uh, you want to cut them small and that gets a lot of flavor. It's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just better. So if you're approaching a banh-marie, and we have seen a banh-marie or two, In and the time. potatoes look big, they're too round, there's no crispy edges, then move on. Uh, another one that seems so simple, but a heated plate can make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I have fully turned into my mother in that I will only be happy if the plate has been heated. Another thing, one of our premier, premier carby experiences was in the yacht in Clontarf. And we find that if you have like a, a night in a white shirt, if you have someone guiding you, securing a table for you, that can also really enhance the carvery experience, can't it? Yeah, we walked into the yacht in Clontarf. Anyone had a carvery at the yacht in Clontarf? Yes, did you it's enjoy it, sir? Yeah. You certainly did. Anyone else? There was a man there and you weren't in the door. And he said, do you have a table? We said, Well, we I got you two waters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He took Esther's coat and he put it on the back of a chair and he said, girls, that's your table. That, that's great service. And then he was back with the waters free. Lovely. But it's, another thing about the yacht as well, we call it, when you go into the Ban Marie section, it's called the Vestibule of Joy. You want it to be kind of roomy and you yeah. want it to be like a, a good horseshoe shape. You want to go in with your brown tray of joy. Yeah. We call it the brown tray of joy. You get in there, 
You get like a little salmon going upstream. You swaddle, get into the little queue. Yeah. You've got your brown tray of joy and you've got your eyes on the band, Marie. The steam is rising. There's tears coming from your eyes. You're either in bits or you're just so hungry. You've never been as hungry as you are. And you're kind of looking at the dessert cap or the chill. There's kind of a condensation on the banoffee pie. But you're going to like salmon upstream. You get into the best of joy. You get what you want, everything, pile the plate high. And then when you come to the end of it, what you ideally want is the pint glasses of water yeah. full of ice. Yeah. You don't want to have to go off to a separate section. You want, one of the worst experiences is having to find somewhere to sit, put down your, your brown, plate, brown tray of joy and then have to go back for a drink. Nobody wants that. No. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Something else we look for is a good tonguing. Oh, yes. The best carveries have a... They don't scoop the cabbage, they tong it. Do your noise, Esther. It's across the plate. It's scuttered like a, like a hedge trimmer. It's kind of, the cabbage is kind of distributed around the plate evenly. That with, uh, with good gravy distribution, yeah. with a quality roast potato cut in the bias. Yeah. I mean, it's heaven on a plate. Yeah. 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 I, uh, one of our most recent roasts was, as I said, at the Park Ree petrol station just outside Kells. <laughs> And there was a young man there who I don't believe had ever handled neither a spoon or been in front of a bain-marie before. And he took, up the, he took up the stuffing, and I am a stuffing fan. She likes the cabbage, I like the stuffing. He took up the stuffing and he... He scattered it like icing sugar across it the plate. It was like it was. It was like making a crumble. It was like he was garnishing the whole plate with stuffing. Now, it meant that there was lovely flavour in every bite. But he, I mean, he could have come across someone who wasn't as forgiving and understanding as me and could have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Oh, we've developed our own lingo now that we've had upwards of 18 carveries. What we like to call the meat that is currently being <laughs> sawn through is what we call an active joint. It's a, it's a joint that's in service. There's always active joints in the back. Yeah, there's always one in the back. If there's not, they have at least put up like an A4 sheet of paper slid inside a little plastic stand that says like it's the last of the beef. If they haven't done that, ring the Food Safety Authority because that is just irresponsible carvery provision and that is just not fair. We recently had a really stunning meal in the Dunn stores in Cornell's Court. I mean, we've done petrol stations, we've done fancy, we've done not so fancy. We had never done a supermarket. It's the only place we got a meal deal. And it was the roast, yeah. a, dessert, a dessert, and a drink. And the drink wasn't just tea. <laughs> I got a Diet Coke. Actually, no, I got a 7-Up. And it was included in 12 yeah, yeah. But the best thing about that is, so we were telling people, that, that episode went out and we told people about it. Yeah, it was really good. The vanilla slice was stunning. You can go to your shop afterwards if you want. And then two girls got in touch with us. And they were so taken by our tales of the Dunstore Cornell's Court Roast, they took a half day from work. <laughs> Imagine sending an email to your manager, two of them in the same business, and we're like, 
uh, next Tuesday or whatever we're going to take because they wanted to get the meal deal. And did they have the greatest day of their lives? They had the greatest day of their lives. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we, we'd recommend that. The reason I started talking about the Dunn's Cornell's Court Carvery is because we got there a little bit late and they had run out of the beef active joint was gone, long gone. The turkey active joint was gone. All that was left was the ham. She had us told before we even reached the counter. She was like, the beef is gone. The beef is gone. The beef is gone. And we were like, the beef is gone. We appreciate yeah. you telling us we're here. We've come all this way. Yeah. We've sightseen all the mansions and we're here yeah. for the. And then I went into, the, have you been in the Duns and Cornell's Court? The supermarket itself. Wow. Jesus Christ. They have their own nourish section and everything. Um, the Putchin Still. Any Putchin Still fans here? It's on the N7. You'd pass it if you're going to. Yeah, we have a lady here who knows it well. I had my communion and confirmation meals there. So, you know, I have a long-standing history with it. They had a drink dispenser that is self-operated. Now, I know, I know if you go to Supermax or Burger King, they might let you do it. But you just yeah. don't expect it at a carvery. It was a novelty. And that's what we, yeah, we look, we look forward to things like you, that. We had been through the Banmarie vestibule. We'd, we'd gotten our wrapped cutlery. I like when the cutlery is wrapped in the napkin. You don't have to get both separately. Your hands are full. And they had a little ice cube dispenser, and the ice cubes were so small and so cubed. Do we have crazy rock and roll lives? Yeah, we do. That, but that kind of thing impressed us. The other thing about at the, at the Putin Still was they had like a human centipede-style rotisserie chicken thing. It was like four chickens wide, and there was about it was it was four deep. There was like sixteen chickens just being yeah. rotated. It was the and biggest. And as you're queuing for your, it's kind of entertaining. Yeah, it was the biggest rotisserie chicken <laughs> I've ever seen. The other thing about the Putin Still is it's also kind of a museum. They have a lot of memorabilia on the walls. Yeah. Anyone remember disgraced singer Michelle De Bruyne, allegedly? Did you say singer? Swimmer. 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 <laughs> yeah, she's she's singer. local to the Putchin still, so they have so many poorly executed portraits of her on the wall by local artists. It yeah. is worth the visit for those alone. They also have one of Michael Flatley's shoes. They also had a Game of Thrones-esque throne made out of hurls. Hurls, that's yeah. thing. Again. And um, they had Michael Collins, Michael Collins' walking stick, also in a glass case. So, I, I mean, we're fans of the Putchin still. Yeah. Let's just say it. Now, another thing when you're going for your carvery slash roast experience that always tickles me is when you go to get your... It's such a wholesome thing. When you're queuing up and you've been through the whole thing and the pint glass of water is there and the sun is shining and you're starving and you're in bits and you're sad and your life's falling apart, but you know, in a few minutes, I'm going to eat this roast potato and I'm going to be fine. But when you go down to sit down, you're either paying or there's someone, on, like wait staff on the floor and they go to, they look at you in the eye and they go, enjoy that. Oh. Just lovely. There's it's nothing just, like it. It's, we, it's the most... A carvery is the most PG-13 meal you can have. And... And that's why we enjoy it so That's much. why we enjoy it so much. Um, just want to give a little mention to the Coachman's Inn, which is a carvery that you can get on the way to the airport. We have some friends who, since we started the podcast, have been for not one but two pre-flight carveries at the Coachman's Inn, completely influenced by me, hashtag influenced by Esther and I. I would highly recommend a carvery at the Coachman's Inn. Yeah. Not, you don't have to be going to the airport. You could just go out <laughs> to the Coachman's Inn. The Coachman's, right, we arrived. They had no roast potatoes. <gasps> Gasp, I know. Yeah. I know, sir. No roast potatoes. What do they have instead? They had one of the most majestic potato <laughs> croquettes I have ever seen. Thank you for the gasp. It was the size of a slither, homemade. And you know what I really loved? I got the sense that they were using yesterday's mashed potato. That didn't bother me. That filled me with joy. Um, okay, so we decided to list some of our favorite roasts and why. Yeah, um, well, I mean, 
my we we have to, we have different needs when we go to Carveries. Esther's yes. a little bit more bougie than I am. I prefer things, you know, a little bit down and dirty. What's been your favorite so far, Esther? Well, my favorite was actually a roast. It wasn't a Carvery, so um, but it was the FX Buckley on Lord Edward Street. Oh, have you been to that one? Yeah. yeah, they had a whole garlic sliced in half, and you could squeeze it over the plate. It was stunning, and it gave us like a mini tiny gravy jug, jug and the, the meat was gorgeous it was good I could see all the constituent parts like sometimes carveries can be a bit sloppy and I'm there for it like with that one on Parkery I say it looked like a dolman grave he had like yeah. three breasts of mash yeah. he had so much so many carapatons and then he had like this Waves of beef on top. But uh, yeah, no, the FX Buckley was lovely. I would, I would say it is probably in my top five. But okay. I've talked about it so much. But I'm going to talk about it again. My favorite was the Coachman's Inn. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Coachman's Inn, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's not in town. But a lot of people ask us, what about a Carvery in town? A Carvery in town, and by in town I mean Dublin. I'm sorry for anyone who isn't who lives beyond the pale. But uh, a Carvery in town and a really good one is 51. Road. 51 Haddington yeah, Road. Yeah, it was a stunning meal. We went stunning. in at one o'clock on a Tuesday. There was a few men eating alone. It was men sitting at separate tables. They were all head to toe navy. Yeah. It was na full of navy men, but that was fine. We all wear different colors. I wear spot spotty tops. You wear a yellow frock. But anyway, so that was the, the thing about Haddington. They have an innovation that we would like to see brought into the carvery space all across the island of Ireland. When you go for a carvery and some people are pro mash, some people are more pro roasty, whatever, that's fine. We all have different lives. But they give you the three scoops. Someone's the three ice cream scoops of mash mm. is too much. Yeah. But what we saw in Haddington Road um, was that they, they, in, they innovated. They used a half scoop. A mini scoop. A mini scoop. Mm. And we have a sound effect for that. The scoop doop doop doop. It was like three little boobs of mash. So you're still getting you're, you're still, still getting the mash experience, as, which is the mash, the glue that holds everything together. Really, Obviously, when yeah. you're making the perfect forkful. So, but it was mash, but it wasn't excessive mash, and you have to be wary of excessive mash. Yeah, excessive mash can really ruin the meal because it's taking the place of other. It's I mean, it's a filler. It, yeah. It's there for a reason, but it is a filler. But it's taking the place of stuffing. It's taking the place <laughs> of well cooked veg. Don't talk to me about overcooked veg. Listen, the vegetable that we had at the Parkery service station last week was actually very good. I made a note. I wrote delicious broccoli down on my notes. Yeah. I remember it because getting delicious broccoli at a carvery is not. Yeah. And, my, and, the, and the cabbage was so green, I called it Aaron Naveen Green. It was intense. It was Irish. It was yeah. Hiberno cabbage. It was yeah. very good. So we enjoy that. So it just like, takes a little bit of extra time, but yeah. it was, yeah, it's worth and it. And if you're wondering about our dedication to the cause, we went to the Parkery in Kells because um, a guy, do you know Michael Fry, who's like a comedian on Instagram? He, the previous week, had stopped at that petrol station just to get petrol, guys. He walked in and he smelled That's the carvery and was like, I must have it. <laughs> Esther and I... Isn't life amazing? You just pull in and suddenly you're having a great carvery experience. You don't even... Re you want to go for a canoodle, but you're like, no, fuck it. I'm going to have a... I'm going to go to the Cook of Kells and get a carvery. The and Cook I, of Kells, by the way, is the place that serves the carveries. Yeah, the Cook of Kells. So, That's incredible. Also, they had the Cook of Kells and then their subheading was Kells Kitchen. I mean, the... <laughs> Felt like they could have gone all day. Yeah, <laughs> um, but at least 13 people sent us Michael Fry's Carvery experience. He said, guys, you have to check it out. Not a day had passed. And we were in the Nissan Duke <laughs> going down the N4. And Esther at one point just said, are we really on our way to a petrol station to eat a Carvery? And I was like, like yes, you dumb bitch. Esther, we've been through two toll bridges. Yes, we're on our way to a petrol station to yeah. eat a Carvery. Because, you know, like in Sex in the City, they say a New York is the fifth character. The Nissan Duke, Emer's Nissan Duke, is the third character in this ex in our podcast experience. And if you listen to the podcast, we reference it all the time. Guys, it's um, the best one-liter engine on the market, I'm telling you. <laughs> 
But anyway, so yeah, we get a lot of recommendations to our DMs, which is our sacred space. We would never fully divulge, but everyone kind of comes in with like family stories, experiences they've had with their partners or whatever. Like, you know, um, my brother, for example, I mean, I'm just, you know, he had Christmas. He went down to his girlfriend's for the first Christmas. Uh, they were about to sit down for their Christmas dinner. He was on his best behavior and he looked around the table like this and he was lifting up plates and he was like, um, are there, where are the, are the roast potatoes in the kitchen? Where are they? Because I can't see them. And they all were like, oh, no, we didn't make it. He was like, what? My brother on Christmas Day got the... He's like, okay, we need a peeler. He peeled potatoes. He was like, we can't have it. And it's like shocking that some people live different lives. And we learn about these stories and we say, it's okay the way you live, but it's not right. And, uh, you know... Um, just another family story. I grew up in a house, my mother's from Fermanagh, which may explain why some of this happens. Extremely frugal with the hot oil to make the roast potatoes. Extremely not into heating the oven for too long because the gas will run out. So I grew up in a house of very pallid roast potatoes with a lot of chew. There's a northern woman in the front row here and she also grew up with a northern application of hot oil. Yeah, a soft roast potato because otherwise, I mean, the children need chews, you know? <laughs> You can learn a lot about what you're getting into relationship-wise. So I'd say if you're in a relationship, go for a carvery earlier because they can, it can reveal an awful lot what they accept as normal, what they... <laughs> yeah, you could go for a carvery with someone and they might say, no potatoes, full stop. No potatoes, full stop. And then you have to break up with them. We know somebody. You I have know, to break up I, with them then. I personally know somebody who's like that. And you have to say to yourself, am I ready for 20, 30, 40, 50 years of this? Probably not. So just okay. know that going forward. Just know that going forward. Um, so well, I think we're reached the point where yeah. we would like to open the floor to <laughs> questions, comments, recommendations, or just if you want to tell us about your mom's roast because everyone else thinks that their mom's roast the best. I think my mother's bouncy roast potatoes are are great. It's your normal. God lover. It's your normal. So, yeah, yeah. And we also put out in case nobody came or nobody wanted to ask any questions. We also asked on Instagram for some questions, so we have backup. Don't worry. But does anyone have it? Okay, we have a question. Okay, the question is, how are we cooking veg for the side? So this is an at-home roast we're talking about, not out in the carvery space. I personally... It'd be nice if you go into the kitchen and advise them. Now, what I would think <laughs> is what you're doing wrong here, chef, is... Like, are you cutting those potatoes on the bias? Yeah. Just checking. Cut them on the bias. Cut them on the bias, yeah. Um, I personally would probably usually go for a boiled veg. And I, I know, I know. But they just have to be boiled for the right amount of time. You could roast a carrot very easily. I traditionally am not a good cook. So I just like to judge other people's cooking. So um, I traditionally would go for, for a boil. Um, a saute, interesting. Maybe with a leek or something, but I don't know what a leek is doing. Must be nice, Cassie. Must blade. be nice sauteing your vegetables. Yeah. Wouldn't be like us now, no. <laughs> Personally, what I would do, if I was having like having a carrot, I'd slice them down in the middle and I'd at the, kind of maybe the last 20 minutes, I'd shove them in the oven and let everything, I'll let the juice from the beef or the chi I only roast yeah. chicken. We roast actually, chicken. we did a poll on our Instagram about what shape of carrots people enjoy best, <laughs> coins or batons, and it was very close. Was it? We grew up with coins. We grew up with car coins, but we want we want the batons. Yeah, we want the batons. I think it was 51, 51 Haddington Road that had the carrot mash. Um, any other questions about it? Uh, yes, yes, Louise. Do you mean breads? Breads? Oh, you mean bread like sauce. traditional? No, I, I get, I get you what you mean. You don't have a badge like us, Louise, but yeah. Okay, okay. So, we're, so there's a sausage meat stuffing, which I'm a big fan of. It, it is superior, yes. There's a bread stuffing, which I think was what we, what we refer to as gravel stuffing, which is loose. And then there's bread sauce, which is a different thing completely. And you do That's get some... That's not part of my religion. I don't that, know what that is. I, I've, 
dipped and my people toe. are passionate about it, but I don't know what it is. And you say you're you're disappointed that there isn't often a, a diversity in stuffing offering. Yeah, usually only gravel stuffing. We have yet to come across anywhere no, offering. We haven't been offered the breads, the bread sauce. Um, a sausage meat stuffing made with what used to be super quince sausage meat, but is now super value sausage meat, is the best sausage meat stuffing. By the way, if you're going to make it at home. Okay, but I agree, Louise. And stuffing comes in many shapes and forms. It needs to be moist enough that it's kind of holding together. So the one that I got at the one that was. That was that was actually that was that was a carvery in the train station. Oh, it was. Sorry, we went I for spoke, yeah. we went for. So sorry, that's another thing. You can get a carvery in a burrito now. You can get a carvery off the motorway, and if you go traveling by Erin O'Dare, and you can get it in Houston Station in the Galway Hooker. And it was delicious, my friends. It was good, and that's where the man did the crumble. It was there that application. He, now the, the stuffing was dry, and that's why he was able to sprinkle it like, like icing sugar. But other than that, that was a very... Now, they had very lurid cakes in the dessert section, which kind of worried me when I went in yeah. first. But did we eat them at the end? Yes, we yes, did. We did. Yes, we, we did. did. We yes, got we two... Did. Uh, did I, I got a vanilla slice. You got an eclair. Yeah. Rock and roll! <laughs> and then you can get a train to Newport if you want. <laughs> yeah, we have a question afterwards. over here, I think. Okay, view on turkey outside of December. I'm pro-turkey year-round. I like turkey. I like the taste of it. I know it can be dry, but if you know that going in, just like if you're going to Norway, you know it's going to be expensive then it's fine. I once went to Norway and people were, it's just very dear, it's very dear in Norway. And it's just like, well, it's all right. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> it, yeah, tur- turkey. You see the, yeah, the heat lamp can dry, dry it out. <laughs> That's where um, experience in the Ban Marie is going to come into play because if you're getting turkey, and I do, uh, Esther always gets the beef. What I can don't I say? I always get the beef. I'm a right girl. Yeah, Let's looks, go. Let's she go. loves an active joint. Um, but I will sometimes go for the turkey and sometimes it will be dry. You're right. They're under the heat lamps too long. They don't know what they're at. The joint isn't moving as quickly as the beef joint is. So it's sitting there longer. But if they know what they're doing, they're moistening it. They're keeping it under tin foil. They're bringing it out. Oh, listen, could be talking about anything. Um, so we pretty wrap up soon. But do you have any questions or what were the questions from? Oh, well, we, well, well does anyone else here have a oh, question yeah, before we go to the phone? Yeah. <laughs> These were just questions that we wanted. Um, as we said, in case nobody came. <laughs> we were just going to ask each other questions. But we know of most of you are just resting. We are aware of that. Um, this was an interesting one. What sides would the devil choose for their Sunday roast? Does this person mean like would the devil choose something disgusting or... Mushy pea, yeah, maybe. I'm a mushy oh, pea fan. I'm a mushy pea fan. Oh, uh, yeah, Amaro fat. Did anyone else? Grow? I think you can <laughs> still the get fuck them. Up. Wait, anyone else grow up with the ones you have to soak overnight with the bicarbonate of soda? Still do it. Yeah, yeah the, the devil de- would choose bread sauce. Oh. A plate of bread sauce. I can't. Uh, bread, bread sauce. In case anyone doesn't know, is I believe I might be wrong. Is you boil an onion in milk, studded with cloves, a bit of butter, and then you add breadcrumbs. Yeah, I'd say the devil want cloves. There's something devilish about cloves. Do you know what the so, devil's doing? He's keeping the onion and biting into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tried it. I have tried it, so I feel like I, I can say it's not for me. I think, you know, when you don't really know how the sausage gets made, when I saw it being made and the onion being boiled in the milk, I just was like, I, I can't get behind this. Yeah. But I mean, we're here for everyone, bread sauce. But yeah, I think the devil, maybe we'll just have a plate of bread plate, sauce. Bre- oh, oh, oh yeah, so, what was your question? Sorry. <laughs> Carvery dinner party dream guests. Are, are we both hosting the... Okay, dead or alive. 
Looking to me, so obviously I'm going to go first. Um, um, I always think that I would like Emma Thompson at a dinner party. I just think she would be very good fun. I think she'd be enthusiastic about the carvery, and I'd say she has really great gossip and stories. So she's definitely one of mine. I'm trying to think of someone dead. Your mind just automatically goes to Hitler, doesn't it? And you just... <laughs> No Hitler, no devil. Emma Thompson. It's just me, Esther, and Emma Thompson. Yeah, and, and then maybe I'm thinking. My brain is just like, just say Prince. Prince. Yeah, I don't know, Prince maybe would be he good. Dance afterwards and do his thing. I don't. I don't know. Do I you can't. think Prince would enjoy a carvery? No, no, I don't think so either. Prince would just eat grapes. I think he would just sit there and eat great purple well, we grapes. Get him some grapes. We get him some grapes. Some ribena, purple ribena. Get him those cotton candy grapes from Marks and Spencer. Ooh, fancy. Fancy. Yeah. yeah. I'd say they do a fancy bread sauce at Marks and Spencer's. Oh, I'd say they have a bread sauce oil at Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll do one more because we're, we're, we're... We can't think of who... Who would you have at your, your dinner party? Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney. Yeah, Great one. He yeah. would... He, Joanne McNally, Dolly Joanne. Parton, another great one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dolly Parton, we'd get her there for you, Louise. Yeah, okay, all right, okay. Oh, here's a question about an active joint. If they were at the scrappy end of an active joint, we all know what that means, Cute. would you loiter until they activated a joint in waiting? Yeah. It depends on the meat. Scrappy end of an active joint of beef is often delicious. A good trick that we, someone sent in to us once was if you want a bit of both meats and you're not sure how kind he's looking with the tongs and the, yeah. and the knife. Say, oh, oh I, want, I want the beef, and he'll put the beef on the plate and go, oh, I should have got the turkey. <laughs> and he's like giggling. He'll give you a bit of turkey. You'll yeah. be grand. Or can I have a bit of both? I've seen it all before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Annie, is there any, one more last oh, question? Okay, one more. Any festival? Oh, I don't think there's a roast at this festival. Has anyone had anything delicious here so far? Oh, the tacos? Oh, love a taco. A roast taco would be a nice one. Spice bag, lovely. Lo vegetarian spice bag for our vegetarian over there and um, we have had so much correspondence since we started this podcast about the Yorkshire pudding burritos that started off in Camden and we got so many pictures of them and now there's a place in Dublin doing it the name escapes me but if you google it we haven't had them yet no. but um, we will I think they'll probably be delicious I feel like you have to cook the Yorkshire pudding and then roll it out like a wrap yeah. And then put the roast ingredients inside. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with that. With that. I we've somehow gotten through that. Yeah. Um, we're, thank you. We have clipboards. Thank you. Clipboard again. Detectives. Just showing off my. Mine is from Sosta Negrena. Esther had a clipboard, so I felt left out. Yeah, so, so she made one. Uh, yeah, the podcast is Emer and Esther's Sunday Roast. Um, most Sundays, we try a roast. We talk about it. We talk shite about how the week went. And we've talked shite for you today. So thank you very thank much. Thank you for coming. So well done, Esther. Well done, Emer. If you You're have any roast recommendations or strong opinions about said roast, please get in touch on Instagram at Sunday Roast Potatoes or email us hellorosepotatoes at gmail.com. You can also now buy us a coffee slash roast dinner at co dot fi slash fi dot com forward slash Sunday Roast Podcast look if you've managed to listen to a podcast you know how to find that so Sunday Roast Podcast on Ko-Fi um, yeah just you know and please subscribe it really helps the podcast get booted up the charts and leave us five stars no less and a lovely review on Apple Podcasts or indeed wherever you get your podcasts you can follow me at Esther Two Names and I'm at Emer the Screamer so we'll be back next Sunday so until then Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 